Welcome to the first episode of The Explorer. I'm your host, Linda Berry, and today is November 6, 2020. In this podcast, I explore different concepts in different countries. Today, I'm going to compare the worst country in the world for gender equality to the best country. And most importantly, I'm going to compare how women thrive in each country and how gender equality has impacted the country itself. To begin, according to recent studies, the worst country in the world for gender equality is Yemen. In Yemen, gender inequality affects practically every aspect of women's lives. For example, the literacy rate of women is only 55% compared to 85% for men. Women generally aren't allowed to attend school or they go for a shorter period of time than men and they have little control over their own lives. These circumstances leave women incredibly vulnerable and completely dependent on the men in their lives. This treatment of women originated from the long-lasting patriarchal beliefs in Yemen, beliefs that stem from the popular religion practiced in Yemen, Islam, since religious duties in Yemen tend to undermine the rights and dignity of women. This includes forcing upon women their role to be good homemakers and mothers, to be obedient to men at all times, and to forego their freedom. Furthermore, women in Yemen are not really satisfied with this way of life. For example, in the article, Yemen, One of the Worst Places in the World to be a Woman, written by Tala Harb, who is a researcher for the organization Amnesty International, a Yemenan woman said, By God, I am broken from the inside. It's not normal. I don't feel like a human being. I can't breathe properly like other human beings. We suffer from forced niqab, child marriage, divorce shame, domestic violence, and honor killings. I don't know. It's as if we're aliens. And of course, that has more of an effect than just women in the society. To give a few examples, Yemen is has like a very high maternal mortality rate due to poor female health care. Only 6% of women contribute to the workforce, and Yemen is a very poor country, so this definitely contributes to their poverty. Um, And also, children in Yemen uh, don't have the benefits of maternal education, meaning having educated mothers, leaving them with worse health care since their mothers don't really know about health care as much, and worse grades. Now, of course, um, religion is such an important part of their culture, and it's something that they value very deeply, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, But it, it is quite obvious that the patriarchal beliefs in their religion are hurting them and their society. Um, In comparison, the leading country in the world for gender equality is Iceland. Iceland has been the world leader in gender equality for a number of years and has prided itself on being progressive towards women's rights. As a few examples, in Iceland, women's suffrage was introduced in 1915, which is quite early. Um, In Canada, women got the vote in 1918. It was the first country to have a female head of state in 1980, uh, and in recent years, the country has continued promoting gender equality through examples like ensuring gender balance on boards. So, what are some of the factors in the society that promote gender equality? Well, despite what you may think from hearing these statistics, Iceland wasn't always striving for gender equality. 
Their cultural norms of gender roles and gender inequality are, are quite similar to those that many countries share. To give some context, Advent Christianity came to Iceland in 2000 with its misogynistic ideals. This deemed women inferior to men, as since they weren't considered good enough to publicly represent God, vote, or be represented in the government. Women fought against this oppression and earned all these rights back in the 1910s. However, there were still cultural norms in society that suppressed women. In the 1960s and 70s, the feminist movement began. And this is where Iceland stood out in their fight against gender equality, or gender inequality. Women began inventing new truths from their perspective. They investigated the core source of gender oppression in their culture, religion. God was referred to as a she with the first woman to become a priest in 1974, and 38 years after, the first female bishop was inaugurated in Iceland. On the political front, however, from 1915 to the 1980s, only 2-5% of members of parliament were women. This motivated women to start the Women's Alliance in 1982, which intended for women to integ- in, like, integrate their needs into politics. Soon, with women's collective action and increasing support for men, there were lots of more women in parliament. Again, Iceland took an interesting approach to promoting gender equality. They placed women higher on the list of candidates to allow them an equal chance to be elected. Furthermore, gender equality has led to improvements for all families in Iceland, with social programs such as parental leave, universal daycare, and closing the gender pay gap. These issues weren't really even considered before women joined parliament. And although you may think that these social programs have been hurting their economy, Iceland has an increasingly lower poverty rate, one of the lowest in the world, and is just outside the top 10 countries for highest prosperity rate. It's quite obvious that gender equality isn't actually harming the country, it's helping it. So, with all that being said, it's clear that gender inequality is prevalent in many societies, mainly stemming from cultural norms and religion. In Yemen, women continue to be oppressed, but more women are speaking out against it, and they actually are making some progress, which is really important for their society and for women. And in Iceland, as we see, people are benefiting from having women represented in the workforce, religion, politics. As Mexican businesswoman Angelica Fuentes said, gender parity is not just good for women, it's good for societies. So that's all. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of The Explorer. I'm your host, Linda Berry, and until next time, see you later.